Are you tired of not knowing what to do with your fitness and nutrition? Do you struggle with the vast amount of information available? Well, let me welcome you to your one-stop shop for fitness and nutrition advice. Let's simplify the crazy with useful tips and tricks to help you achieve your goals. I am your host, Scott, and let's get started. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Let's get right into it today. And it is about kicking your vices, okay? So we hear, or I talk about all the time, of changing habits, building habits. And I want to kind of give a, a, a another perspective on this because and appreciate the the difficulty on doing this, okay? So I, um, okay, I'll give you two examples from my life and then kind of, you know, mold it into what you should do. So it's uh, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, like 10 years ago at this point, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away, I uh, was doing the, I was starting the keto diet a long time ago. And I'm not recommending anything. I'm just telling you what I was doing at the time. And uh, so part of, I wanted to lose some weight. I was like 20 pounds overweight. And I, and I was like, okay, I'm just sick of this. I'm, you know, I just graduated college or give or take. I was in an internship program. I was like, I need to lose weight. I'm going to be a trainer. I, I just, I, I need to lose weight. I wasn't like out of shape per se, but I was like definitely like almost 20 pounds heavier than I wanted to be, maybe 25 pounds heavier than I wanted to be. So point was, I wanted to lose weight. And I thought keto would be a good way to do that. I'll, you know, work out every day and I just lower the carbs and so on and so forth. Not saying that's the way you should do it. I'm just saying that's the way I chose to do it. So part of the issue was I had to prep to start the the, the diet that I was on. And it, it was a diet because I wasn't planning on doing this long term. And I knew it would take me a couple months to lose the weight, no big deal. And I also knew that it would take me a little bit of time, a couple weeks to prep my body to lower the carb count. So what do I mean by that? I meant that my current diet, you know, the current way I was eating my lifestyle did not really, I couldn't go from like zero to a hundred. I couldn't just go from what I was eating to then trying keto. It wouldn't have worked. There was no way that would have worked. Part of it was I loved what I, I loved a lot of what I was eating. So I knew that I had to kind of slowly take it out uh, day by day, week by week. And I knew after a couple of weeks, I would at least be close enough to where I can just kind of push and go through it. Well, the food that took me the longest to get rid of was my breakfast. I loved cereal, love cereal. And it wasn't, it was like cinnamon toast crunch. And it was like Captain Crunch with like the berries, Captain Crunch berry crunch, whatever. Like those are like the two golden grams are also really, really good. Uh, there's a cookie crisp is really, I, mean, I love, oh my God, frosted flakes. Don't get me started. Frosted Cheerios, honey nut Cheerios, whatever it was for this time. In, my, in this time, it was the, the, um, the cap, uh, it was the captain crunch berries and the cinnamon toast crunch were the two cereals. I was just like in love with at the time. And there's, I can name a hundred more, but I big cereal guy. loved cereal. And I knew this was going to be tough to kick. I, I knew because I just loved it. I'd have like a bowl and a half, two bowls every day. So what did I do? Well, I, you know, first, before what I did. So that was a huge, a huge mental barrier because I, I almost felt like I couldn't give it up. Like it was so ingrained in my everyday life that I almost felt like I was constrained by it, that I, I had no choice. I was a prisoner to, the to, to the captain crunch the captain had me as his prisoner i was a prisoner on the on the serial ship and it, it was weird because like i'd wake up and I'd, I'd, I'd be waiting for it. i would love it best part of my day would have that snack i don't know what it was about that food but i loved having it okay and obviously you know there's all those ingredients in there all that fun stuff but think about it mentally i was just so so i couldn't just stop eating it because I, I would try that i would just get like antsy almost like withdrawal symptoms i would just like not like it so what i decided to do to mentally over 
overcome this hurdle that I was in. And this really was a hurdle. I did not want to give up cereal, but I knew I had to in order to achieve, you know, in order to get to keto and X, Y, Z. And I knew I couldn't, I could not have cereal in a keto diet. So I was like, okay, well, I need to get rid of the cereal because obviously this is not helping me long-term. It's hurting me. So how do I do it? Well, slowly, okay. You know, and, and by the way, I know, I know because I failed a bunch of times at trying to do this where I would just cut it and I would just get right back into it because I couldn't just cut it. I would just annoy the crap out of me. And mentally, it's when you have something over and over again, you build the habit of having it. And so now you have to break the habit of having it, which can be just as hard as building a new habit. So all of you know, it's, you know, it's hard to build a habit, right? We go to the gym for a couple of weeks and we stop going and the habit doesn't build. Or actually really what it is, it's we're breaking the habit of not going to the gym, right? And, now we're, and then we're building a new habit simultaneously of going to the gym. So it's almost like breaking habits is really the hard part. So you almost think about it in reverse. But I was just, I, I loved it. I could, I just mentally, I just did not want to give it up. So what did I do? Well, I, I was basically having like, not like, I wouldn't, there was no milk either. I would do it dry because I was lactose intolerant. So I would just eat the cereal plant. I know, very psychotic. I get it. Don't, I don't, I already got a lot of crap from it, but sometimes there'd be milk, but overall it didn't have to be milk. So what I would do, and I think I would do some milk during this time, but I know that overall I do like some dry cereal. Uh, it's weird. Is that weird? You can like DM me. Is that weird to have dry cereal? Like, cinnamon Toast Crunch is delicious. Like, why do you need milk? But I get it. It's like, it's dry. I get it. So anyway, but let's say, let's say there's milk. So what I would do is I would, okay, so instead of, uh, I would actually start measuring out how much was in each bowl. So I figured out how much each bowl had and it ended up being like, you know, a serving and a quarter per bowl. So I ended up having like, you know, two and a half servings a day of cereal. So I started lowering it to two servings for like three, four days in a row. Then I did one and a half servings for, you know, three, four days in a row. Then I did, you know, one serving for three, four days. And I would do, you know, so instead of two bowls, it'd be one, you know, one and a half bowls then one bowl. Then I got down to, a, you know, three fourths, then a, then a half. And I finally was able to be like, okay, I don't need this anymore. It's over. It took me a couple of weeks. But I was able to systematically cut down on what I was eating. And therefore, I was able to open up the, the new habits of my – the new diet I was trying with the keto diet to lose the 20 pounds that I wanted to lose. So, it, you know, and mentally, I felt so free. I felt that I could – I didn't need to eat it. I felt like free of its grasp. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't have to eat this anymore. Like, this is not what I – and I don't know if the sugar does something to your brain or if the processed food does something to your brain where you become almost addicted to it. But there's got to be some correlation there, right? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I don't want to speak out of turn there. But – there's got to be something where you had this like weird emotional attachment to the food that you're eating and you really shouldn't. You got to think about it as a source of nutrients, not a source of, you know, uh, imprisonment or a source of emotional satisfaction. It really shouldn't be like that. It should just be a, a, a source of nourishment and, yeah, and some enjoyment, but not this addictive enjoyment. So I, I cut it out by, by two, three weeks of just lowering it down slowly but surely. And then I did about two months of my actual, uh, my, the keto process. Okay. So point was, it took a long time to cut that habit out. And it was tough mentally. It's just it sucks. because There's gonna be days where it's like, Oh, my God, I want more of this. And I, I, I relapsed a couple times. I want to say relapse. It's not it's not that serious, right. But you know, I gave a couple days during the process, I gave in I had more than I wanted to because I was having a bad day or something. I was oh, this is good. And I, it was emotional for me. The food was emotional. Um, the same is true right now. I still go through phases of this right now where, again, I, there's certain foods that just drive me crazy. And to, by the way, to this day, I stay away from cereal as much as I can. I know because I, I just love it. So I'll, I'll oh, this, oh, I can have cereal. You know, I just stay away from it. I'll, I'll eat it, no big deal. But it, it's I try to stay away from it as much as I can. The next thing on my list, which is super odd, is granola. 
I love granola. I, I could eat granola all day long and every single meal. I just love it. I love granola. I don't know what it is about it. And I, I, I eat very specific kinds of granola, which maybe I'll get the I'll post in the description when I eat, or maybe we'll see what happens. I'm not really promoting anyone, so I want to like, you know, uh, do that. But yo, know, granola, and I have like this blueberry one, and I have this chocolate one. Love it. Just love it. And I, I just like, I can't get enough of it. Can't get enough of it. And, you know, sometimes when I'm in my, my phases of trying to gain weight, I'll add granola to like my oatmeal. But then when it's time to lose weight, like granola is like the last thing I want to give up because mentally I just love it so much. Like there's, I can give up everything else, but I don't want to give up granola. I don't know what it is about it. Again, it's more processed, so obviously there's something in it. I get all that. Okay, I'm not, you know, I'm, but emotionally it's like, oh, I need to have this granola. I love having it, or I make it a habit to have it right before bed or something. Like it's just stupid, stupid stuff, and I have to break those habits. I, I go through it right now, and right now I am eating granola. It's part of my current routine, but I didn't notice myself starting to kind of get that phase of like, oh, God, I need to like slow down my eating of it because it's not. Again, it, it's not the most unhealthy thing. It's not healthy, but it's not the most unhealthy. So I got to be careful with how much of it I eat. And I go through that too. So how do I wrap this up to you? So basically that story, that information for you is really to understand that or for you to understand that, look, you're going to have these weird, emotional, habitual attachments to food. And I think identifying that and trying to figure out first off, any why you have these attachments? Do you do you uh, you know for cereal? Do I you know is it or whatever it is that you have chocolate? You does it to you? Does that tell you that it's a good day or you're enjoying yourself or that it was stressful and then you're always stressed? So you always want the chocolate. Like there's certain things that we do that trigger these emotional responses. The first thing is maybe identifying what the issue might be or what the identification or the habitual trigger is for you that makes you want to eat it. And the second part is really understanding that you it doesn't control you. You you're not gonna die. If you don't have this food, you're not going to, you know, nothing's going to, you know, the earth's not going to blow up. And slowly but surely, if you want to get rid of something, do it very systematically, okay? You know, the, the common example most people get is if you have a, a, a pop or a soda, a fountain drink, wherever you come from, a day, okay, seven days a week, if you just get rid of one and only do six for the week, that's an improvement. And then the next week, you do five. And then in a month, you'll only be having three a week. All right, it's so on and so forth, and so it, it, it's you got to take a systematic approach. You don't want to go cold turkey because mentally it can be very exhausting. Now, on the other hand, if you're someone who's like, I can't do it, uh, I, I'll, I will, I won't be able to cut it off. I just need to uh, quit cold turkey and suck it up for a few days. Go for it. I just not, my, it's not my way of doing things. I don't like to go zero to one hundred, you know, real quick. Uh, I, I, I like to kind of give that systematic approach to it, which is what I recommend. But if you are just going to go into it guns blazing, go for it. I, I just don't like suffering like that. That's just not me. Like mentally, it's like, oh my God. Because you also you almost have to like replace it with something, right? Like you can't just stop because what are you replacing it with? And is it worse? Is it better? But anyway, so the point of the of the story here is sometimes you're gonna feel controlled by food or feel like you have to eat certain things or you don't want to give it up. And I think that's just that's just, you know, the 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 enemy in your head, a story that you're telling yourself, okay, the enemy telling you, no, you must eat me, you must eat me, you must eat me, you must do this, you must, and you don't. You don't have to succumb to the cravings of food because the second, the thing is, the craving is so powerful that because we haven't made, because we haven't made the decision that we're not going to have it, okay? So what happens is, if you sort of make a kind of decision, right, like, oh, kind of, I should do this, but don't stick firm to it, the enemy attacks you and it's like, no, if you don't eat this, you're going to create, it's going to be crazy. Like you need to have this, blah, blah, blah. And you get so attached to it that you, you give into it because the craving is so strong mentally, physically that you just do it. And, and then it feels like 
that it's so hard to give up that you can't give it up. And it creates this cycle. But if you make the decision, right, really decide, okay, I need to stop eating this, that crave, and actually start implementing actions to do it, that craving becomes way less very quickly. The craving is, obviously it's real, but the, the, the amount of craving on a lot of these foods is an illusion built by our mind is an illusion built by our mind that you can eat. You can not easily, but you can overcome if you just make the decision to stop and say, you know what? I'm not having this food and I'm going to cut and in, in three weeks. I'm going to cut this food out of my life for a while. Okay. And I'm going to every, you know, every four days I'm going to do this, this, and this, and here's what I'm going to do. Like you create a plan for it and you cut it out of your life. Period. End of story. If you do that, the cravings become less and less as you get down. For example, during the cereal story, I really didn't feel a difference between the one bowl and the two bowl. When I went down to one bowl, I didn't really feel a difference. I I, I was able to get the craving, able to get my kick in, and the craving went lower and lower and lower. So the craving went up because I ate more of it. And then I went as I made the decision, the craving went down and down and down and down until it wasn't there anymore. And again, yeah, I still crave stuff all the time, but it's not nearly at the intensity of what you normally eat every day. So if you're really trying trying to, you know, give up a certain food or change your lifestyle, understand that, you know, the mind will will try and trick you because it doesn't want to change. The mind does not want to change. It doesn't, your body doesn't want to change. So that illusion of this massive craving can, can be defeated. Again, I know, and some of you out there, I know sugar is very addictive. It is one of the most addictive things on the planet. I get all of that. But at the same time, when you make that decision that I'm not going to have the sugar anymore, then it's about really pushing yourself to get past it, okay? And by the way, if you need help with that, get on my calendar, okay? ScottSpeaksFitness.com, ScottSpeaksFitness.com, okay? Get on the calendar, 20-minute call, free coaching session to kind of go over what you're looking for, a little mastermind, little brainstorming session out there. If you're looking for a coach one-on-one, give it give it 30 days, right? Give it 30 days, see what you get, because you know I'm going to guarantee you're going to be in a better spot after 30 days, almost guaranteed, okay? Depends how hard you work, but you're going to be in a better spot, which is more knowledge, more information, all that fun stuff. So get on the calendar, scottspeaksfitness.com. Also, don't forget, there's more free content on the website under the downloads tab, where you can download more of the content that I am pushing out there, not just podcasting, but like documents and, and, and webinars and stuff like that. So take a look at that. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day and talk and I'll talk to you next time.